You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Morning Startup, where we believe you can develop neural pathways that will awaken you to a full heart and clear mind. Live with joy, health, and success. I'm your host, Michael Oliver, and I'm joined by my co hosts, Deborah Dyack and Maria Gosher. Jamie. Yes. <laughs> I, am, I am here. Jamie. I am here. We lost. Um, did, you, did you catch what just happened? You had your headphones over your eyes. Yeah, but we, we, uh, the, uh, in, the intro just went dead. Oh. No. It, like, it, it started and then it just cut out. Oh. All right. Well, I'll play it again. Okay, <laughs> Stephanie. Stephanie will jump in and edit. I'll tell her to jump in and edit. Okay, no worries. All right, all right hang on. <laughs> Love it. Welcome to the Morning Startup, where we believe you can develop neural pathways that will awaken you to a full heart and clear mind. Live with joy, health, and success. I'm your host, Michael Oliver, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Deborah Dyack and Maria Gosher. Hi, good morning. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank so, you. how was your week? <laughs> That's great. Yeah. A, good, a good topic we're having today. To yeah. yeah, so just to kind of... Uh, kind of give us uh, a little context context here. Um, we got uh, we had uh, we had the pleasure of uh, Matt uh, popping in and uh, sharing in the conversation. He's back this week, so we're really happy to have him. He'll he'll uh, contribute or share whenever he feels like it. And Jamie may pop in too. We don't know, but we love that format. We yeah, we we love the format. It's it's open and conversational and. Uh, that's something we really like. Last week, we were talking about uh, Parker Palmer, who's an educator who bridges the humanistic with education. And Deb was sharing a little bit, a little bit about Palmer, Parker Palmer's background. And then there were some questions. Parker Palmer has uh, a great way of getting getting people who are interested in his type of work to really be thinking about themselves and how they interact uh, with the world around them. Um, he is an educator. But what we did is we took some questions that he had posed and we had a conversation and discussion around those questions. And then as we were ending the show last week, we were talking about what was going to happen this week. And one of the things that we were going to frame the show around was to talk about spring. And it's really common, as you all know out there, that when spring comes about, it's a time of renewal. We always think about it times of renewing. And a lot of people get into, quote, spring cleanups and they get into, you know, fixing up their houses, getting outside, all those kinds of things. And, you know, there's obviously been a big shift in, in our lives, our full lives with, this, with COVID-19. So what we thought we would do is try to shift the framework of COVID-19 because the framework typically has been um, death, destruction, misery everything tied to it, which is real. We're not denying that it is, but we wanted to put a frame around this and a little bit of different, a frame around this and to get, think a, a little differently about this and what, what, what sprung spring, what sprung this was um, we have been coming across people that were talking about how this crisis, how, how COVID-19 has gotten them to think and act differently. 
And in some discussions that we've been having, the three of us actually been having among people were people saying that it has caused them to think about how they can renew their lives. And as we began having that conversation, we then thought about, well, geez, this is spring in a time of renewal, but it's also the time of this COVID-19 crisis. So how has COVID-19 affected you in a way of thinking about doing things differently? And that's the renewal part. So Maria, I'm going to start out with you as trying to throw the oh, conversation okay. over to you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just, um, and I know that we have had some off air conversations about this, but in thinking of this idea about, has there been anything in that vein of renewal, getting you to think differently? Has it had any positive impact on your life as, as changing your perception of the frame of how you do and see things? Has that had any impact on you in that way? Yeah, I think it's had a big impact on me. Um, and so it, if I could explain it by uh, a couple lines from, I'm a poetry buff, um, that would kind of express how it has changed me. Um, so there's one line in a poem by Mary Oliver, one of my favorites, uh, and it's a poem called Summer Day. And she ends the poem by saying, tell me, what is your plan to do with your one wild and precious life? And that's um, a big reflective question that I've been thinking about during our quarantine time, uh, stay at home. You have a lot of time to sit with yourself and think and, and time is precious. And um, there's a lot of hurting out there. People are getting their time cut short. And so um you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm healthy and well. And so how am I going to take advantage of this time that I have and make it purposeful? Um, the other question I've been kind of, or line I've been thinking about is uh, there's another poem called The Invitation by Oriah Mountain Dreamer. It's a cool name. <laughs> and um, it says, I want to know if you can be alone with yourself and if you truly like the company that you keep. And that's another thing I've been thinking about is, do I really like who I am? And if I don't, how can I change? Um, kind of goes along with the previous podcast uh, that we were talking about, who am I type thing. Um, so I would say th those are the things I've been thinking about. Um, one, what do I want to do with my time? And two, um, how do I want to get to be a better person? And, and, in, and thinking about that, just to pick up on that part about, I really. Well, I think you hit a really good place there when it when you said, I mean, I'm not going to remember. It's my narrative. Yeah. Exactly how you said it. But that idea of when you're sitting with yourself, do you like the person you're with? Mm -hmm. It's hard to sit with yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I and actually, I've had a number of people tell me that they're going, quote, they use the word stir crazy, right? They're just mm -hmm. having a really hard time being with themselves. And mm -hmm. I I... I have a hard time um, empathizing with that. I, I want to, and I, and because it's really an opposite experience for me, mm -hmm. but I want to be able to honor that as well and, and know what they mean by that and exploring that a little bit deeper. The people that have said that to me, I, I look at what they do in their life and they're always on the go. Mm -hmm. They're always on the go. They're never alone. And it, when they are alone, they find a way to not be alone. Yeah, yeah. And I that gets me thinking is is some of it driven by an escape from that experience. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and escape yeah. from the experience of experiencing yourself, which you're not really wanting to, that you may not really be happy with or satisfied with, but instead of spending time and thinking about that, as long as I keep myself really busy, I never have to revisit that place. Right. Yep. Now that I'm sitting by myself and I'm alone and you know, I find that, oh my God, I don't have all the external stimuluses to help me, mm-hmm. right? I, they're gone for mm-hmm. now, right? I mean, whether it's happy hour or whether it's going out with friends or hitting a store or going to the gym or exercising, I, I'm not saying that those things are bad, but they, but everything that a person does outside of quiet time is time away from themselves. Right, right. In that sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so true. Yeah. So anyways, it, it's just interesting to me that you said that it's because I, I thought about that and I can see where if there were things that I wasn't happy, like the, if there's things that I'm not happy with that I know in my mind that I want to think about maybe doing, but I haven't get to. And then I kind of hard on myself. As long as I'm staying busy, I don't have to think about those things. If mm-hmm. I'm alone and I start thinking about it, it's not going to make me very happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The bad within. Say that, Deb. What's that? The battle's within. Mm-hmm. The battle is within. Yeah. yeah. So very true. Mm-hmm. How about you, Deb? What kind of things? Uh, well, we were talking about it before the podcast. And for whatever reason, I think people have reached a point <clears throat> where they're finding that they are getting angry, agitated, mm-hmm. um, more so than in the first couple of weeks. And I I like using analogies and metaphors, but if you take the lotus, the lotus is a breathtaking and beautiful flower, but it requires mud. It um, is a symbol of challenge and suffering, actually. Um, It's overcoming struggles of the mud to break through to the surface. And just like the flowers that are breaking through the mud right now, it's going to be beautiful. So I try to see this opportunity this is an opportunity right now, even though it's very painful, but it is an opportunity to be with family, to maybe rethink how we are living. Because when we were talking about change last week, we are forever changed after this, um, after this virus, COVID-19 has changed everything. And, and it's not just changing Michigan, it's changed the whole world. Mm-hmm. And so I see it as a great opportunity to grow a lotus, to grow the flowers, um, just like the spring. It's a time of rebirth um, and not to be, again, too corny, but it is a time that we we've been given an opportunity to make some great changes, I believe, right now. And to learn to be kinder to each other, to learn to connect with each other in ways just like we're doing right now. All of the people using Zoom, staying connected to families. Um, some people haven't talked to families for years, but suddenly they have this urgency to to get connected to everybody. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, did you want to jump in? Well, you, you, you had said something that really kind of sparked my, uh, but made my ears perk up a little bit. Um, when we were all given the executive order to stay home or what have you, um, normal became a, a household world word, right? So you wanted to keep your normalcy about you. Um, but what, what did you do to cope with the, with the normal today? So a lot of folks would, uh, they, they'd start to clean, they'd start to organize, right? Mm-hmm. Their homes and they'd get done and they'd look around and say, now what? 
but through all of those I, yeah. things, what, what kept them going was, you know, how they coped uh, with themselves. And a lot of folks would revert to music. Uh, some folks would revert to white noise in the background of old movies that they used to watch over and over yeah. again. Yeah. You know, you're just yeah. trying to keep, trying to keep that normal um, going mm -hmm. as quick, as much as possible. So mm -hmm. music is a big one for me. Um, so that, that, that just keeps me moving. So I'm not sitting in front of a TV forever <laughs> all yeah. day long. Yeah. Um, so that's just my thoughts. So. Yeah. Thanks. I think those are good. One of the things I think about um, when, Deb, when you talk about opportunity and I see the behaviors of people that are driven by, you know, the, this, this situation that we're in, I have to ask myself is those behaviors caused by that or are these latent behaviors that are brought forth because of it? You know what I mean? Like, for example, if I'm an impatient person and you put me in this situation of being locked down, like that impatience at some point is going to come out and it may come out in being rude. It may be come out, come out in ways where I'm blaming, mm -hmm. um, you know, this virus or blaming or so it, what, what made me think is, is treating other people and how I treat other people. Or if I go into a store and, you know, there's certain rules now that take place that haven't, that we haven't had to deal with before. One way um, aisles. Yeah. Yeah. What, what I think is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. I think at like a Lotus, it's bringing out the best in humanity. It's bringing out the, the beautiful aspects of humanity. Yeah. Of reaching out. But again, with that self-reflection, it's also bringing out some of the mud, um, right, which, right. which has to be revealed before it can be washed away. But yeah. with what you said, Michael, if you find that you are a very impatient person and you're not learning the lesson from this experience, right. you will see the worst. It is an opportunity to help you overcome that. That's negative yes, thank aspect you. as well. Thank right. You. That's where I was so going with that. It's, it's it gives... a missed opportunity or a great opportunity. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I, that's where I was going with that. Thank you. You're always so good at picking up my missteps. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks. So yeah, time of renewal. And, and, you know, I think of, you know, people think of spring as a renewal. They also think of new year's as, as a renewal, but it's always these things that people want to get done. So the New Year's renewal is voluntary. This mm -hmm. is what we're talking about is not necessarily voluntary. We're forced into it. We're forced, you know, we're, we're, we're forced into situations that will bring out either the best or the worst. And it really and, gives and us an opportunity to, to see that. And if I could just say this, it's, 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 it's not a great poem, but it, it's a deep poem. Um, and it's wings of the butterfly. It's just if you bring out what is inside you, what is inside you will save you. If you fail to bring out what is inside you, what is inside you will destroy you. Mm -hmm. So it's just something to think about now when we have an opportunity to deal with those feelings and attributes. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, like that. I love that. I can see your, I can see your <laughs> mind. I think I, I think that's interesting. I think it's many layers uh, for people that are angry. Uh, they say anger is a secondary emotion, and so it, 
you know, what is underneath that. So it could be that they're grieving the loss of a loved one or or that someone is sick or that they're grieving uh, the fact that they can't get together with their friends and have just a regular night out at a restaurant or something like that. Um, um, But it comes across as a different emotion. And, and I think if we all as human beings can recognize um, what those emotions might be, what might be underneath them, then we could probably get along with each other a little bit more. Um, but that would be the stuff inside you that could, could destroy you. Um, Going along with that questioning, if, if we want to carry on with that, One of the questions that we were going to ask, and I think right now would be a really good time, is where in your life do you suffer the trauma of life as a tearing of wings, of the butterfly wings, of that butterfly home? Mm. And I think the thing that tears my wings is I've had more time than ever to go on to Facebook, more than I normally do. So I see more things than I normally would. But some of the most of the things are humor, people dealing, coping. Um, and, and I love people have great, great humor to get us through this. But then there is a part, a cruel part of humanity that tears my wings when I see bullying people who are still in the middle of all this, still reaching out and being violent. I know in our state of Michigan, we had an ex, uh, uh, an experience that could have gone violent, and it was a protest. But it's just unexpected. Those unexpected negative things that this is like a Zen slap, I guess, that just you you don't expect, or animals being tortured, or people being mean to people. So, if mm-hmm. anyone wants mm-hmm. to share. I, I, yeah, I, I go ahead, Maria. I know I I agree. It's kind of like a whoa, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of things to see. Um, but and how do you prevent yourself from feeling torn? I guess, Michael, what what are some of the ways, and Maria, that you, that you can prevent yourself from feeling torn? That you yeah. can be of the world or in the world, but not of it, or whatever that saying is, where you see it. I just don't give other people the privilege of pissing me off. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and not that that, you know, I'm not 100% with that all the time, but it's really at the front of my mind is, you know, and I've had conversations with friends about this, um, and it's just about, it gets back to empowerment. And that when I look at something that I know is triggering a negative response in me, I've just lost my power. I just turn that power over to them. Uh, Mm -hmm. So getting back to our conversation last week when we started out talking about who we are, when you ask that question, who am I, Deb? And, you know, Marie and I and even Matt at the time was pitching in with some thoughts about that. You know, I I, want to be the person that doesn't react. I'd rather be responsive and thoughtful in what I do. And I don't want to be, um, I don't want other people to trigger me in a way that I act out. I want to be able to have control over that and be empowered with that. So that's how I 
I mean, I, I'm very conscious of it. And I wasn't always like that. I mean, I was always reacting, whether it was on the on the road with the way someone was driving or something that I saw on the television or something politically or whatever, whatever the it was. The end of the day, I kept asking myself, why am I turning my power over to other people that causes the reactions in myself? And there's two main words that I learned. And I'd have to give credit to martial arts and also my um, belief system indifference and detachment. And it's a fine line, but I work so hard at making sure that I'm detached and not indifferent. Um, Detachment means that I recognize that things are going on that aren't aligned with my soul, with who I am as a human being. And it's not that I don't care, but I don't give people the ability to change me or affect me by it. And indifference, and I guess I'd like you guys to talk about your definition of indifference and detachment. Indifference would mean I don't care. And I think to say I don't care is not the same as as detachment, because when you see people hurting people, you can be detached, but you can't be indifferent. Does anyone want to? I agree with that. Matt, what do you think? I just want to mow my lawn without being judged. That's what I want. It's the little yeah. things. Yeah. The little thing. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah. I think going back to um Deb when you were saying um the indifferent the people might say I don't care. Um they do care, but they just can't identify it. I, I think um right or say it or acknowledge it or something like that. I'm not quite sure. Um, but yeah, those are, those are really hard words <laughs> to define. It is. Detachment is um, a place of strength and detachment mm-hmm. is really a hard place to be um, because we get into habits, bad habits, you need to be detached or, or the goal to be detached from things, to be detached mm-hmm. from emotion, but be aware and accepting of where you are now, where indifference um, is completely a different place. And and I used to think that being indifferent was, was a good thing. And then I realized mm-hmm. that that means that you're, you're cut off from your compassion your humanity. That's where I was going to go with that. that is, is when I, what you triggered in me was the word compassion. Like I can be de- detached, but not lose my compassion. Okay, can I, right. So I, yeah. I don't want to get pulled into the emotion of whatever it is, but I can still feel the compassion or empathy for that, that situation and, and have an understanding, which, you know, how do you you pull yourself back? Like, I I guess a lot of people right now are saying, Oh, well, it's easy to say, but how Michael, I guess I'd ask you and Matt and Maria, how do you pull yourself back when you find that you are feeling a lot of pain and you're getting pulled into this vortex of um, Mm -hmm. frustration and, and there's, there, there is, anger this week that I didn't note notice previously. Um, and also there's a lot on the other side connecting, but how, 
how do you change? How do you pull yourself out of it? Well, I'll jump us off and then I'll, I'll throw it down to Matt. Um, okay. I, I just, uh, okay, so this gets back to, I, for me, right now, I can't speak for anybody right. else, but for me, it comes to self-awareness. So in order to pull myself back, the very first thing I have to be able to recognize is that I got pulled in. And so once I recognize that I got pulled in, then I can say, this is not the place that I want to be. And, and, and then I can begin to do the things and it's my training getting back to martial arts, like you just referred to with the breath work and the meditation. Um, that's the tools I use to cut, pull myself and get myself grounded and get myself centered again. And we've been, when I say Deb, cause I know that you've trained many years along with me. We now, we, we don't, we don't need a dojo or a temple or anything to do these things. I mean, we can do, we have techniques that we can employ fairly quickly to get us back into center. That's what I do. So the first part of that answer is I pay attention, try to write, you know, recognize when I'm getting sucked into something, recognize that effect my emotions are getting, and then I employ some techniques in order to get myself grounded again. So that's what so I do. You accept it. There's an acceptance involved of where it, you there are. Is. There okay. Is. Yeah. And Matt, you wanted to add something. Well, you know, for, for me, um, the, this whole, everything, the COVID-19 thing that we're in, what I felt really worked for me was to keep, and I had mentioned it earlier, normalcy, right? I had to stay uh, somewhat on the same schedule that I had before, waking up at the same time, doing the same things I do every single day. I'm still work, still working from home. But if you, if you normally wake up at 630 and then you get ready for work and you go to work and you're there by 830, nine o'clock. Don't start getting up at eight o'clock in the morning now and just going mm-hmm. right to work. Keep that same routine. That's how you're going to get it. And if you get pulled into the outside stuff, recenter yourself back into a routine. Absolutely. Uh, as much as you can, as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Can I ask Jamie a question? I don't know if you can pop back on Jamie if you're if you're there, but okay. you work with young people. You you work with high school. How are how are you keeping them from getting lost in this vortex of craziness? Because I, I think the young people are very vulnerable right now, and they need good teachers like you. How do you how do you keep them centered, grounded? Uh, just being there. I mean, that, that's really the thing, and just providing what we always provide. And people are like, "Oh my gosh, kids are just blowing up." It's like, no, kids have always been just. You know, lack of a better word, blown up. Um, it they're they're struggling, uh, and and they're sharing. I, I, I and it is it's amplified right now. Uh, but they're always, I just, it's, it's, uh, it, in, you know, September in the school year, it's like, oh, I get a writing sample from the kids, you know, tell me something interesting that happened this summer. And then the stories or things that are share me in a, 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 a meaningful something. Yes. And then the, the essays they write just to get a writing sample and just what they're willing to share. Uh, it, it's just amazing mm-hmm. what, what comes in and, 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 and the problems and the, and, and, and the, the, the grief and the, and the pain that they're, that they're willing to share very freely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't ask for anything deep. I was just, you know, what was fun? And, you know, it, it comes through. So to help that, I mean, we just try to to uh, lend an ear. Uh, we just try to listen, um, validate what, what they say. I'm not I'm not trained. Uh, I'm not a professional. So I really don't try to guide them. Uh, if they, if they sound like really distressed, I'm like, have you talked to somebody? I go, have you talked to your folks or have you talked yeah. to a counselor here? 
I go, are you going to, I go, because you seem really stressed. I go, hope you don't get mad at me, but I think I'm going to tell the counselor they should call you down and talk to you. Uh, and, and, and they're usually pretty willing about, about that. So, um, but we just try to keep it normal. Um, you know, I still assign work and uh, I, I, I praise them when they deserve it. And I, I coach them when they need coaching. And uh, I just try to keep it as normal as possible. Uh, yeah, that's what we do. This is a new normal, right? Yeah. 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 Maria, what about you? How do you pull yourself back when you find yourself getting sucked into the vortex? Um, I try to stay off of the news and the the kind of social media as much as I can. Um, You know, I I do a lot of media stuff for my job, so it's kind of hard to do. But um, I can recognize when the media is repeating negative over and over, I mean, it's part of their media, their media company um, as human beings were naturally drawn to, you know, negative and we want to know what's happening. Um, and so I can recognize that and I just turn it off. And then um, kind of like Matt, I turn to music. That's mm. usually my go-to to kind of get away and learn from songwriters, <laughs> their wisdom. Um, so it's excellent. Yeah. Well, I think that's just about wraps us up for today. So I want to thank everybody for sharing. Jamie, Matt, always love having you yes. guys drop in. Yes. So pleasure. Yep. Wonderful. You know, thank you. Really, the invitation is always open for you guys. So thanks for doing that. Um, so this completes another episode of The Morning Startup. Uh, we hope that we stimulated some thoughts and some things that could be helpful and some things that could create conversation. Uh, feel free to visit us on in- Instagram or our Facebook page. Uh, feel free to engage us. We always look and appreciate your comments. So we'll look forward to seeing you soon. And thanks again for checking in.